we all live in different types of spaces. Mm -hmm. So it's important that uh, the products that we create at Sableflow are customizable to your enjoyment. Today's guest is Tomer Saran from Sableflow. He is also a business partner and a good friend of mine. Um, he has, uh, I think he's about 10 days into a Kickstarter. And this Kickstarter is marrying function and form together in a way that I don't think anybody has ever thought of before, let alone went ahead and produced this type of product. He's a genius mind. I've worked with him for quite a while. Um, this is the very beginning of what the 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 company Sableflow is about. Their ethos is amazing. Um, I will be dropping. There's 19 days left in the in the campaign that is overfunded 670% that you need to see. I will be adding that link down in the show notes. Please check it out. Hope you enjoy the episode. Let's go. Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Hierarchy of Needs podcast. My name is Tim Palladino, and this is the show for entrepreneurs who want a higher value life and business. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I am Tim Palladino, your host. This is Tomer Saran, uh, the genius behind The Secret Whiteboard. We're going to be talking about that. He's also a friend and a business partner uh, with me in Side Hustle, the party game for entrepreneurs. Uh, and we are going to talk about some real exciting stuff. And uh, it's, we're basically going to be uh, talking about merit, merit, marrying uh, function and form. Like that is what today's show is all about. And uh, Tomer, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, Tim. It's a pleasure to see you. Uh, as always, to hang out, spend a little time, get to get to know each other on uh, on this side. We've been spending a lot of time on side hustle, mm -hmm. and uh, this last month has been pretty crazy for me with uh, launching Sableflow, a personal yep. brand um, that is hopefully going to be much bigger than myself. Uh, that's the that's the goal to have a, a larger mindset on it, mm. uh, and I'm excited. Yeah. That's good. So to, to let everyone know, we've, uh, the kind of context is about two years ago, we created, I created this, uh, concept of a product of the secret whiteboard, which is just, let's get that out of the way. It's a, uh, big poster frame that you can change the poster to whatever you want. And there's a hinge on the side. And when you open it up inside is a magnetic recessed whiteboard. So you can store things, write, etc. And when you're done for the day, close it like a book and it disappears. If you're watching this, then you'll see me opening the whiteboard right behind me. You can write whatever you want. You can store magnets, et cetera, because it's recessed. And when you're done, put it away. Yeah. The main uh, reason I did that was because I was living in a small apartment and mm -hmm. basically I like hosting. I like having, you know, a companion uh, and I didn't need them to see uh, all my dumb ideas, <laughs> all the things that were in progress, yeah. uh, because I personally am the type of person, th this is definitely the most public, uh, project that I've ever done for sure, but I've always been one to not necessarily show progress until there was something tangible to, right. uh, to present to people. Uh, and that's out of a, a slight fear of, you know, uh, you know, having people ask questions or, or et cetera, when they have, when they're not seeing the full picture of mm -hmm. something usually, because there are other elements in play that you don't see until you 
actually reveal all the pieces. So uh, we launched our Kickstarter uh, on October 11th, and it's been going well. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, we're either all set and done with it, or it's still ongoing. And uh, please go check it out. If you go to sableflow.com, it'll take you to where, uh, wherever you need to go uh, to see us. Yeah, we'll make sure that is in the uh, the show notes, both the uh, the stable flow and the the stable flow automatically forward to. Right now, we're that's how we're doing it because cool. everybody because the entire story and everything is on the Kickstarter, so yeah. everything is being funneled <laughs> directly there because that is essentially the website that we need people to be on and uh, and where we're providing the clearest message. So Great. why not? So I'll just in the details, I'll have uh, stable flow uh, the website down there and it'll either be forwarded to the Kickstarter if it's still live and uh, kicking and, um, or it'll just go to sableflow.com. Exactly. Perfect. That's so easy. what was, what was, um, what is the, 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 the idea or, or the, the passion behind Sableflow? I mentioned earlier about marrying a function and form. And I know we've talked about some other projects in that. What can, can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. So, I've always been acutely sort of obsessed with curating my environment and making sure that I always get the, my favorite thing of something. And I tend to have fewer items uh, than, uh, than more whenever possible. And I'm one of those people who annoyingly researches something way too much. And then before I buy something and I always lean towards multifunctional, multipurpose items. So Sableflow brings that together because it is a marrying of uh, product and productivity with aesthetics mm -hmm. and being able to have both form and function, as you mentioned. So to me, uh, for example, being able to, uh, to have an aesthetic appearance that I want when I want it, but also the functionality of a whiteboard mattered so much. And there's And this is essentially just the flagship product for this brand, but eventually it will be you know, uh, you will be able to essentially furnish your entire home or office uh, with products from it because it is meant to be a, a long-term uh, group of products that help make your space more enjoyable to be around. Mm -hmm. uh, Sable Flow is about like bringing some natural elements in. So we, we're going to focus on, on wood elements, on, on colors, on, on plants and things that, that bring uh, everybody in. But then flow in the in the title there of stable flow is about finding your flow state and being able to jump into both work and home flow states the ones that make us enjoyable uh, uh, you know when you are in a works uh, flow state and you really feel like you're getting things done and things are flowing easily it is a delightful place to be and being in the right environment generally helps with that is from what I've seen so absolutely. Yeah. And also having the right tools for that. To me, a tangible place to list out my, uh, my to-do list helps me a lot. Asana and all those other productivity tools are fantastic, but I find that's great. At the end of the day, I still need like a place where I can list out three things that I need to do today and nothing else. Yes. Uh, because all the little things around them will get done, but if I have that clear focus that is in front of me and it shows it, there's also a tangible, uh, you know, enjoyment that we get from crossing something off a list that sometimes clicking a button just doesn't resolve for me. Uh, and, you know, I have friends who their favorite part is they write their to-do list and they write 
make to-do list and then cross yeah. it off because that's their first their first thing that they succeeded with. Um, and I think reward mechanisms are very important for yeah. keeping a level head and and staying staying true to your course. Uh, and anything you can do to make your your world more enjoyable to to live and work in, I don't see any other reason to um, to exist if it's not to do it enjoyably. Um, yeah, you know, it's people often idealize the um, you know grinding in the in the gutters and stuff. It's like that's fine, but you can grind in a nice uh, in a nice box if you want, or whatever you want to be, in, yeah. and like enjoy it more. The other benefit is we all live in different types of spaces. Mm-hmm. So it's important that uh, the products that we create at Sableflow are customizable to your enjoyment. So for example, this, you can change the art to whatever you'd like. Uh, so even though we provide you the tools to do uh, that, it's like ready to go essentially out of the box, it'll come with an image or a poster. You can change it and customize it to whatever you want. Maybe you just love a hang in there, kitty, you know, a uh, motivational poster, or you're just into like, you know, uh, things that do say, yeah, ain't nothing like the grind, or maybe right. just like a, a Monet. That's fine too. Right. Uh, all of those things are yours to do with what you like. Um, yeah. So it's about providing of, the tools. Go ahead. A couple of points with the um, writing down. I think there's, um, there's definitely been studies, but I think there's been a, there's a forgotten art to actually writing things down as far as how it affects us um, in our mind, as far as dopamine releases and the kinetic response that we have, where it actually fills, it creates a memory. A lot of times when we're actually typing things out on our phone, there's no, there's no large enough physical aspect to trigger your mind to say, Hey, remember this. So it's really difficult for, I I try and use uh, all the apps in the world, but they, I forget everything everything unless it's in my notebook if it's not in my notebook it doesn't exist um so it's it's really good that we're um noticing that and the second point that i, I want to make and what i really really dig about what you're doing with sable flow is there's no of all places there's no science behind what the office should look and feel and be like you know you go to any kindergarten place it's it's uh like daycare you know it's stimulating it ha- it has a science behind it there's a reason for everything when you go into an office it's either a cubicle or like a little cubby hole or you know or or a kitchen table you know it doesn't when you walk in it kind of reminds me of the study uh of enclosed cognition like if you wear there's uh there's uh, two groups and they both wore uh, lab coats but one was told they were artists and one they were told they were scientists or uh, lab techs and they actually gave them experiments and they performed as you think they would, you know, in, in the vein of whether they were technicians or, uh, or artists and they excelled in that, that space. So I think there, there need, there's, there is a enclosed cognition to our office and our space. And what you're saying about curating your space is so, so important. Like right now I'm in between, I'm in between spaces. I moved out of my apartment, moving into a, an office and I have to, I have to, I have to, psych myself up more to work versus like when I walk in the door, I'm on when I have an office or a second bedroom or whatever, I'm on, I'm there to do that job. And it's thrilling. And this really can add because you don't just, when you buy one of these, you're not just owning, you're not not just buying it and making it yours. You're owning it. It's now yours with the, with the um, being able to to change the art. The customizability is just, it's fantastic. And in my, in my opinion, it checks all boxes. And that's what I really dig about it. 
That's uh, that's high praise, Tim, and I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, re- regarding those uh, studies, so I did spend a good amount of time doing the research about about spaces and figuring out what what is important there, and you know, color theory and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And there generally, there's two elements here. One, color theory does impl- does affect. Um, your workspace. So some offices will have bright, aggressive colors Mm -hmm. because they want to be stimulating. Some are meant to be more calming and soothing. Uh, You know, blues and greens tend to be more on, on the, on the calming and soothing side. And as uh, it's also some, a color scheme that I personally enjoy. So that's where, where we kind of focused our brand uh, identity colors there, but regarding being able to transition into work and out of work, that's exactly why I also made this because as an entrepreneur, you, it's very, and actually for most people now who have been forced to adjust to a work from home or uh, either fully or partially, it's very difficult to turn off work at the end of the day to say I'm done or I'm, I'm yeah. focused on my family and the people I care about or whatever. Maybe you just want to chill out, watch Netflix. Great. But to do so, a physical reminder by physically closing your laptop, for yep. example, or you know, closing a whiteboard, click, will Im- improve that ability to mentally switch between the places, especially when you are multifunctioning a location, right? Because I was working at a kitchen table uh, in my apartment when I first came up with this. And I was like, great. Well, I need to be able to turn on and off work and having a big whiteboard up in like your living room or kitchen is like for work is very aggressive when you're trying yeah. to cook or whatever. And you want to, you want to like not think about the calls you have tomorrow or whatever yeah. that is your mind. will. It, it also helps with the um, I'm maybe butchering the word, but the, the shower effect of ideas mm. where you have some of our, your best ideas when your mind is not actively thinking about a problem. Yeah. Um, and, and we say shower effect because it's like when you're in the shower, you get that eureka moment. Yeah, it's the uh, ultradian rhythms. Sure. It's a stress. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, focusing on something else that releases the ability to uh, for your mind to process uh, bigger concepts. And I think being able to step away from something and not having it staring you at the face uh, is helpful um, and makes you just calm down a little bit because, you know, that gear shift is a big problem yeah. that a lot of people have. And we, we, we actually cite a few studies on our Kickstarter about the ability, the, um, the difficulties that people have been having about transitioning from work to a home mindset. So that was actually going to be one of the things I wanted to talk about was we are in such an interesting flux right now. Um, like going to a big office was such a, such a win for us. And like, it felt like the right thing to do. It felt like progress. And then we started going away from that and working from home, but then also trying to figure out, do we go to a, a co-working space? Like, how does this all work? And it's seeming like there's, there's an increased, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An increased uh, drive for people to want to work from home. Um, and th- it's, been, it's been detrimental to a degree because they don't have the ability to turn off. And I think this is going to, there's actually a podcast I just listened to uh, uh, called Science Versus. It was about burnout. And um, and they were talking about that, like home isn't home anymore. And I think this is a really f- fun uh, and simple way to reclaim your space. 
That's uh, that's fantastic. I'm definitely going to check that out. I will poke yeah. you for that link later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a big shift that everything is going through at the moment, and you know, you you see it in the economy as well. Jobs. A lot of people are leaving. Um, you know, service industry jobs, et cetera, for things that are more convenient for them. Mm-hmm. What, whether that is best for the economy overall, I don't know the answer to that, but I know that it is a trend. And so at the very least, I think it's important for us to give people the tools that make those lives better for them. So, you know, I think you're spot on that kind of the genie's out of the bottle. People for a long time were not allowed to work from home. And then every workplace was like, okay, we'll figure it out. Okay, good. There you go. Hey, you guys want to come back? And everyone's like, "Mm, I'm in my pajamas currently. So maybe, I mean, I also do attribute that. uh, What was the study you said about like kind of the look good, feel good, or uh, the way you dress affects the way you. Oh, the enclosed cognition. Yeah. So I often will, um, depending on the, the day, uh, dress a little bit more according to whatever it is, just mm-hmm. to kind of mentally put myself in a place of more business, if you will, yeah. or or focus. You know, a button-down shirt sometimes changes your mindset. Mm-hmm. It really, yeah. truly does. It truly uh, does. I haven't yeah. put a, a tie back on in a while, but that's okay. I don't think I've worn tie a tie in five years. I like a good tie for look. It's funny because I used to. I almost created a tie company at one point when I was working at, in an office. So I, I started my journey as a structural engineer uh, in New York City, and I was designing buildings there. And the uh, every day we had to wear a shirt and tie, slacks, whatever it was, uh, in. And the only time I wasn't allowed to was if I was going to be wearing jeans and a hard hat and going to a construction site and directing people there. So I was like, well, I know ties. I like the aesthetic of it. I like this. So I was like, I knew I needed to do something entrepreneurial. So I was like, oh, I know this and I like aesthetics. So maybe I'll go into this. It shifted from there, but uh, <laughs> but I think elements of that never went away. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, affecting how you look or how the world looks around you to uh, to improve it. Yeah. yeah, there's, there's you know, we're, we're processing machines. You know, we, I think it's, we do two, our brain does two exoflops a second. I think that's what is it one or two. And that's a lot of progress, uh, um, processing. And I just obviously had a hiccup in my processing. Um, but there was, um, <laughs> but it's, it's really amazing. And we, we discount our, our, uh, surroundings by like, if it's simple, the simplest thing I can actually equate this to is having a, a sink full of dishes. Like if okay. just doing the dishes will actually can, can change your, your, uh, your dopamine release and how you feel about anything doing dusting. It's the, these micro changes that actually add up to more progress. Did but my girlfriend there's... tell you that I need to do more chores, Tim? Is no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. I get no. it. I know. Just, I know. Uh, <laughs> hey, I know you have a call with Tomer tomorrow. Can you uh, slip it give in him there. a hint? Make up a study. <laughs> So it's funny. It's called a, the Tomer Saran. Uh, so such a long con for, for <laughs> both of you to play that, that I would that you would invite me to an interview uh, weeks ago, and then it, mm. oh my gosh, wow. Well, good it's to effective. know. Uh, hey, maybe I'll just make my own. I did see a fun. Maybe it was just a dumb meme and just had somebody holding up. It said, "I will 
pose as a, uh, as a relationship counselor for $250 an hour and tell your partner they're wrong. And that was <laughs> that's beautiful. That is so a great idea. And it's like, this guy's got the right idea. <laughs> nice. Nice. So back to, that, back to the, the, the secret whiteboard where what's, what's next. You guys have blown the, <laughs> the, uh, the, um, uh, the, the Kickstarter out of the water. Like it, it's unbelievable. The, the progress and, and uh, support that you guys have gotten. Um, I appreciate reasonably that. So. Thanks to, thanks to a community, uh, you know, with people like yourself, Tim, like you're definitely in it. You're, I know you're a backer. It's fantastic. And uh, that's an important thing that we're focused on is actually the community element of it. Because we see this as something that is long-term and that the people who are involved in this Kickstarter and in and anybody who buys from us is a part of the, the, the crew. They get to have input on every product and every problem that they have that we can help solve, right? So we're planning to be very, uh, very open with, with that and letting our community you know, push us in different directions. But we have a lot of different accessories and uh, elements that we are looking to expand towards. Right now, uh, the clear focus is definitely on these flagship products and possible improvements to them. You know, nothing, there's a reason there's an iPhone 12 or wherever the hell we are now, right? Because they keep improving. And so that's our plan. But there's also a diehard base that every time a new one comes out, everyone's waiting in line because they know it's, it's there. It speaks to them. It's fun to, to play with. And that's the point. Whiteboards are fun to noodle on. Like yeah. when I was a yeah. kid in school, one of my favorite things was accidentally being in a room with the whiteboard by myself and just like doodling on it or whatever. The fact that you can write something and then it disappears quickly is magic to me. It's the same thing that was like, you know, kind of an etch-a-sketch or yep. you remember that like magnetic uh, thing that you, it's like you would write on it with a, a pen that had a magnet on it. It would bring like a magnetic ink to it. And then you would wipe it across to clean it. Yeah. That I was magic had, to me. Yeah. Cause I remember like the hex, hexagonal, like pattern yeah, exactly. on it. Yeah. 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 That was, yeah, that was pretty fantastic. But actually, you know, what's really satisfying about the, the secret whiteboard there is mm-hmm. the magnetic closure. Yeah. So I made sure that it was would stay closed and not just accidentally bump open. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through a lot of different actually improvements uh, in the process. It initially started as just like this flat board um, right there. And I at the time I was developing both one that was just flat white all the way across and one that had uh, flat on one side and a recessed cork board on the other. And I, after looking at it, I'm like, well, this it's we're, we're making it too complicated. What if we just make it recessed and put it magnets into it? And I was like, Oh, okay, ding, let's do it all yeah. over the place. Simplify the concept so that it's repeatable and still serves the purpose because now you can put magnets instead of uh, a cork board. Obviously a cork board has specific aesthetics that some people like, yeah. which is great, but you know, I mean, technically maybe we could put a cork board onto this. It doesn't really matter but it still serves a purpose that you can store like, you know, papers or uh, maybe a random sketch I have here from our uh, side hustle uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I have something, I have a business card. That's fine. But you can, you know, you can store whatever you want and put it away. But the magnetic closure, one of the issues we were having is if you don't hang it, you know, perfectly level, if it's just a little bit off, yeah. it might just slight, 
slightly poke out or whatever. And I was like, that's not acceptable for me. Mm -hmm. People, it needs to be hidden and out of sight. Uh, So we added those to make it exactly what you want it to be. Uh, And it does give you that kind of nice uh, visual satisfaction of like a funk click, which I like. Um, Literal closure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. It's true. And uh, so, yeah, so now we're focused on a lot of it is, is obviously spreading the message and spreading the word and, and being out on things like that. And that's been a very interesting learning process uh, on how to be public, because that's something that is newer to me. Uh, Advertising PPC spend somewhat, I had done a good amount of it on like Amazon, but doing more of the publicity work and sharing the message and posting on my own accounts, et cetera, was definitely a hurdle, a mental hurdle that I had to go, I had to get through, but I knew I had to do it. It's not something that, you know, I really had a choice about in terms of if this was going to succeed. Yeah. Right. I needed to, this thing needed a face of some kind. And, uh, I mean, unfortunately I have this ugly mug, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I put it on the video and I decided to be a, a semi-public with it, you know, four years down the line, once we're, once the brand really lives on its own, it's my present, my, my visual presence is going to be much less important, but I, I think in the beginning where this is, it, interjecting itself into the the conversation myself as a founder is so co-linked with the identity that it 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 really will help uh, it overall it's kind of how i thought and well yeah. yeah so i think i think it helps in two two folds right so one your story of of you know your engineering you know mm-hmm. this this kind of lends itself to these types of products to where uh people will further trust the integrity of it um and the showing your face has uh, lets people say, Oh, that person, you know what I'm saying? Like actually there's a, there's a deeper connection and a, an easier path from a to trust. Correct. Yeah. And you know, uh, especially now, you know, trust is actually very interesting because Kickstarter has a lot of success stories. It also has a lot of fails. And so one of the biggest problems people have is, is this going to be fulfilled? Or is this, am, am I, am I going to get what I asked for here? Yeah. And I think the fact that I have, you know, had an e-commerce and so, and product sourcing uh, experience in business for seven years now is like, it, it's, it helps that because it, it gives people the trust that this is going to be delivered to me and I'm going to, I, I will fly to China and fight with everybody if that's what I need to do. It doesn't need matter. Uh, but my, my customers will get what they have asked for. And so I think that that's an element of it that was important here is that people can identify who's doing this and why, yeah. right? And to make it personal and to, I, to give some people a story to identify with is very important because, um, you know, that truth of why I created it, that I was, I need, I had too much on my mind. I couldn't focus. I needed somewhere to, to put my ideas, but I, it's, I had a small space. I lived in an an apartment. So many people do. And they're, they withhold from themselves getting these tools because they know that it will dominate their space. And that's not fair. 
for anybody to, to, to have to handicap themselves if they know it's something that they need uh, just because that item isn't out there. So yeah, that, that's a, that's a big deal. So what was one of your biggest lessons going through the whole um, engineering and producing of the project and, and going through the Kickstarter and landing us where we are now? What are some of the big, big takeaways? Sure. Um, I think some of the bit, the bigger mind shifts are really delegating things out and trusting people to do their, their job. And, you know, we, we brought on uh, an agency, Aventus, uh, in order to, to help us craft our campaign and also to do a lot of our advertising. And uh, it's been very helpful to have a, a third party in there. So, you know, someone to, to go back and forth with, to, to respond to. And, you know, not every relationship, the relationships aren't always perfect in any form. And one of the things that we're, I'll say blessed with is an attention to detail and a, uh, an understanding of marketing language and what works and what doesn't work. And because of that, being able to call people out on items and do, uh, do for them to do their work, but for us to check it and, and, and then say, Hey, this, this final executable that is going out to everybody needs to be more this or that. So trusting people to do the brunt of it, but then being able to double check, uh, was an important thing. Uh, uh, along with that was trusting, you know, my creative uh, director, Blake Cochran, uh, who, who did an amazing job with, with the branding, the colors, um, most of the paintings in all, all of the boards um, and my social media team as well. But additionally, I would say one of the bigger lessons was outsourcing the communication with the manufacturers, mm-hmm. right? And that's thanks to you, Tim. You, you, uh, you know, I think I reached out months and months and months ago uh, for a connect, maybe even a year. Uh, for a connection to help with sourcing Mm, and you connected me to somebody and, and she has been fantastic as a, um, as a coordinating element in China to allow me to essentially work while I'm not working there. Yeah. Because the timeline multiplier for sure. Yeah. Especially because of the time, the time zone differences, it can be very difficult to coordinate with everybody and to ask quick questions because every little question takes 24 hours for you to get a response. If you yeah. are posting it during, during your daytime and they respond during theirs. Uh, so that's one. The other thing is I realized what, how, how exacting I am in terms of, uh, in terms of quality uh, I've noticed because mm-hmm. I wait, we went through, I think this is our, I, I guess a, like a third or fourth because we dropped a few different ones, but a manufacturer that we, mm. that we went to uh, and talked to and, or had samples from uh, because the first ones were just not there. And uh, you know, communication from them, uh, their attention to detail ability to uh, exact our re- requests was uh, difficult to find, but I, once we did find one, we got it to, I'd say about 95% of what the product needs to be. Then we are, only then did I feel comfortable going towards Kickstarter or going towards yeah. any sort of launch. So it was very important. That, that's one of the scariest things that, well, two points actually. One of the scariest things is offering something before it's done. 
That yes. terrifies me. Mm-hmm. It's just, and for no other reason, but my whole entire life, I've been offering finished things. And, and I just never really wrapped my, my head around like the pre-sale and stuff like that. Um, so when being presented with it, it was like, oh my God, like I know how to do what I'm doing, but it's not done yet. So what if, right? All the what ifs come down and start raining on your parade. Um, and then the other point is, um, especially if this is your first rodeo and you're relying on someone, or even if it's your 10th rodeo and you're relying on someone overseas that you probably haven't seen their face and you're already maybe uh, agitated with communication. Like there's a lot of things that, that have to be taken into consideration. So it's really nice to have a sourcing agent that can really filter a lot of the conversation. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And then also developing trust over time, right? Yeah. It's been a, it's been a longer relationship now. And, you know, I've fulfilled on promises to her as much as she has to me, right? Payments to her or, you know, requests for information, whatever it is that she needed from me, I've been able to provide in a timely manner uh, to show that I'm good on my word as well and that I'm professional. So it's definitely a two-way street and it's another person over there. So you know, being able to, to really communicate and, and, and focus on what's important. The other interesting one is just not taking no for an answer when some, when you're asking if somebody can do something and they just say no, generally there's a, there's three or four reasons why they're saying no. And the real reason is the fourth one. And so, uh, you know, an example might be that uh, hey, we, you know, no, we can't build it that way. Uh, it's just not possible. Okay, what specifically in the manufacturing, it makes that not possible? Well, this and this is where this is how it comes from. It's like, okay, so this element you're doing there, but these other guys could do it better. Okay, so let's have them do it and then bring it to you assembled in a portion to then include or whatever it is. There's always and I think that goes back to my engineering mindset, where it's really isolating what is the the limiting and key variable for something that is the the crux of the of the biscuit, right? And looking at it from a bigger perspective uh, is definitely an important place to be, rather than just taking no for an answer, trying to really dig in and understand why, yeah. and also getting on the phone, like. Set up a call. Yeah. I've, the, the number of calls I've been on at, you know, 2 a.m. with China because that's what worked for them or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or just because that was important for us to resolve these issues and, and to get there. That That is something that I've, excuse me, that I, um, you know, I pride myself on being able to come up with solutions or to ask the right questions. I think is generally the, the, the place to be. If you're in any sort of business or entrepreneurship, like you, you need to get in the practice of asking why. Yeah. Yeah. Not, and not in like a defiant way, but just out of curiosity, because every time you ask why you get a better insight on iterations later, there's it's untold fortunes that you get with a why. Yeah. Learning. I, I mean, as soon as I can, I intend to go and visit the factories and, and mm. look at the process, et cetera, as much as possible, because uh, you know, an example, I mean, you read, uh, you read the everything store, Jeff Bezos's, um, biography. Mm-hmm. And one of the elements in it is when he's first starting out and they goes to a fulfillment center and he's like looking at it and he's, uh, and he's, cr- and he's climbing up onto these conveyor belts and stuff. And 
the guy who's running the factory is like, this is the CEO just like climbing up on, on all these things. It's like, yeah, because he has an analytical mindset and wants to look at it and understand the, the core components that can then build, uh, that could then be adjusted with a big wrench to yeah. mix the entire thing up entirely. Um, and that's, there's a few times that we've done that in our production so far. Excellent. Yeah, that, that's important. That's important. And it, 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 one of the things that I've learned, so well, I would love to love to go to um, Canton Fair with you. It's just mm-hmm. an experience. Like it's, I would love to. It's like Mardi Gras for manufacturing. It's mm-hmm. really, really fun. Um, and uh, Guanji is one of the things that the face-to-face communication and just having that one builds a lot of trust, but also it allows you to have uh, a different style of communication instead of like the the fancy um, Chinese version of negotiation, which is based basically based on the game Go, where they, or, you know, it's, it's really sophisticated. If you're listening to this or watching it, I definitely would uh, look into it because it's actually it's an awesome social experiment to understand how they how they think when it comes to negotiations. But anyway, um, do you have a resource there, that you would direct people to? I, I would. I, no, I don't because I just Googled it. Because when I found out about it, it's almost trying to explain it to me. So I just had a well, I didn't even know how to spell go. I think it's like G-O-U-H or something like that. It's a, the it's game a, it's go. A, a, the game goes yeah. is I believe it's just G-O. It's fascinating. Is it? it, it uh yeah, I believe so. Uh and I mean I remember watching AlphaGo, the the robot that that um I believe Google built uh to oh. win at Go, which was they, everyone thought it'd be impossible, all that stuff. <laughs> but whatever. Uh but the face-to-face communication, I did not mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, that's, um, it's just, it's so powerful to just, to just be there and show up and shake hands. And I was, I've even been told, I haven't experienced this, but I've even been told you get a good enough relationship, your prices change just for showing up and shaking hands. Um, that, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I think nowadays, I mean, right now they all understand that and they would like to be here too, by the way is mm-hmm. is the point like there are fairs here that people go to uh from china and so that limiting factor people i think are more uh are, are flexing towards these video calls are are viable as as a way to to start developing those relationships which is where i'm pushing uh as well some of my time on it and but you know the fact that you're that you accommodate maybe your schedule to be able to talk to them like they know it's late or whatever mm-hmm. or it's super early whatever it is and they will they can appreciate that the fact that you're putting an effort i think it's yeah it's it's noted for sure yeah it's noted so what's next with um well either stable flow or with uh the secret whiteboard sure so uh depending on when you're listening to this <laughs> it, the the next step is putting the essentially the the large order in for production and right following it and making sure that it works um, and gets delivered to people. The, the main, the only reason we don't do it ahead of time is because the point of the Kickstarter is to figure out how many people are, are uh, want it and, and to literally use the funds from that people are putting in to make that order. Um, it's the, the most economic use of, of that energy. And yeah, there's going to be a, a whole bunch of logistics and then also probably some uh, negotiations with different uh, retailers to see if we can get it into maybe some stores, uh, depending on how that, that goes, uh, to see if people like the traction enough to say, okay, yeah, let's do that. And if if so, maybe I'll we'll have to multiply our, our order, depending. I think generally people are probably going to want 
uh, the physical samples to, to prove that to themselves before they do so. But we'll see, uh, we'll see how we, that goes. I think it'll be kind of a good time no matter what. Um, I, my main goal is to get you your whiteboard, Tim. The one that you ordered. <laughs> 100% hanging on my wall. Yeah, That's right awesome. behind you. So you can show it off whenever you want. Uh, before we hop off, any uh, last minute thoughts or anything you want to uh, share with the, the audience? I would say that take ownership for your environment as much as you can and adjust your time and your schedule to be as productive and as comfortable for you to do your work as possible. Work, working remotely is you know, a challenge that we all are going through. But I think openness with your employer or yourself is going to be the key thing that allows you to, to flourish. You know, there, there are days where I work hard or there are weeks where I work very hard for several days and then just crash for half a day or whatever it yeah. is. It, it's okay. Follow your natural rhythms and, and find the thing that, make, that gets you motivated and up, up every day. Um, if you are seeing this and we're still live, please go support it. Usually right at the end is kind of the, one of the best times to, to get in on it. Uh, there's kind of a, a big rush. And if we've already launched, just go check us out. See where we're at. You may still be able to, to get one or to, to put your name in, on the list for, the, for when they do land. So uh, we're going to be up and we're going to be running for a long time. So check out sableflow.com or the secret whiteboard. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. No matter if you're a stay at home, a startup or a student, there's three different sizes ready for you right now. Uh, go check out the Kickstarter, go check out sableflow.com. Uh, you'll be very pleasantly surprised. I know I was blown away when I got my hands on this. Uh, yeah. Tamer, thanks so much for being here, brother. Thank you, Tim. And thanks for uh, lending your lovely place for a few uh, photographs. That <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so my, my lady's actually like the front, the front photo oh, yeah. for I think the Kickstarter. Yeah. 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 It's fantastic. Right, thanks, awesome. friend. Thank you again for joining us. And if you like what we're doing with the entrepreneurial hierarchy of needs and want to show your support, the best way to show some love is to subscribe and leave us an honest review. We also have a Facebook group where we continue these types of conversations and so much more for all of our continued growth. I can't wait to see you in there.